Welcome to the 29th meeting of Junto Club. Shu and Matt start this episode with their minds in the gutter with an overly simplistic take on a Benji quote about how to ride a man. I elevate their thinking in an episode-long discussion of Adacy thinking. Adacy thinking is the notion that humor and the ability to keep people engaged lives not in the immediately obvious response to a prompt set up or question, but in something one step removed from that obvious response. For any questions, comments, or if you'd like to rant on something important to you, email juntoclubpodcast at gmail.com. This is Junto Club. Welcome to the Junto Club. Uh, so we're Mike, Matt, and Shu, and we're modeling our Junto Club after the original Junto Club from Benjamin Franklin in 1727. In 1727, they liked to talk about politics, philosophy, science, and a bunch of other stuff that interested them. So that's what we talk about. Anything that we can think can make us better, uh, each other better, or teach us about the world. So, basically, uh, for episode 29, the topic is going to be A to C thinking and making people laugh. But we start every episode with Shu and a quote from Benjamin Franklin. So, Shu. All right. Before we go there, I just we just talked about earlier, before we start, now you, were, you went to the gym before you came, you just came back from the gym. So, what, what kind of workout did you do? So, it was a uh, 25-minute cap. It was six rounds uh, of, so what's the movement where you essentially like bend your knees and explode up, putting the bar in front of you? Jerk? Yeah. Jerk. Or a push press? You're, you're like overhead pressing, but with no, your no, knees? No, 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 no. So Squatting. you're. Oh, you're, you're lifting from your knees to your shoulders? Yes. Clean. Clean. Like a like a hang clean if you yes, start standing. Clean. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So basically, it was deadlift to hang clean to uh, to front squat, and you had to do that movement one, two, three, four, five, six times for you know the six rounds. Uh, you still go up, right? Do you, do you raise up? You did. You didn't oh, okay. go above that. No. Got you. Got you. So um, that's good. Yeah, and then base, and then you had to do two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Uh, God. What is it where you hit the floor, jump forward, uh, and then like jump up? Like you bring your put, bring your feet below you, and then jump up and go overhead. Burpee. Burpee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's so, one of the worst work guy, actually. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah. So we had to do uh, fr- uh, so the three motions ending in the front squat: one, two, three, four, five, six. Burpee: two, four, uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, and then. In like at the end of every round, we ran 200 meters. Mm, not bad, not bad. How 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 many rounds did you do? How many? It was six. Okay. Yeah. So. Wait, shoot. Is are you saying burpees are the worst because they're like hard, or you think they're bad exercises? Oh, it's worse because it's uh, it's just people hate doing it. Mm. I personally, I hate doing it, especially yeah. sometimes. You, sometimes they make you jump over a bar too. Like, oh you know, yeah, yeah. That well, that's a way to do. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, it's it's one of it's just hard workout. It's very repetitive, and people just don't enjoy doing it. Right, mm-hmm. but a lot, a lot of people just like weight, weight lifting because you know you 
after you just hit it, you know, lifted it, you feel something you accomplished something, right? But yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike, I'll make you a deal. I'll uh, send me half what you're paying and I'll send you a, a list of exercises to do, every, you know, three times a week. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, it, it, that is fair. That is fair. I mean, I, it, it does, like, I feel like I'm literally, like, in many ways, I feel like I pay trainers just to, like, force me to do the things that I'm bad about doing on my own. Because it's like, like if it came to like upper, like if I just cared about having like a decent upper body and being like, it's like, uh, I'm a little overweight, but I have like a good upper body and I'm fine with that. And <laughs> then I, then I literally would never need like to pay that much for a gym because I can force myself to do upper body and eat not horribly. Mm. So, but it's like, it's more, I'm just paying through the nose to be like, force me to eat healthy and make me do squats. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I'm gonna, I'll make fun of you, but like, if you have the money and that's like what you need to like motivate yourself, it makes sense to do. No, I Either. think, I think my is doing good because, uh, especially in the beginning, right? If you don't know anything like, about health and fitness and stuff, I mean, you have some basic, but you want to, it's good to have someone coaching you through. Right. And then also, I mean, also, health is a very important thing, right? And the priority, right? And then you, you were basically doing prevention, right? Medical costs down the line. You basically minimize the medical costs down the line in the future, right? So that's good. I feel yes. like, okay, so I mean, listeners wouldn't know, but, you know, Mike's worked out for a few years before this. I feel like he's past the beginner needs to be taught stage, but motivation is still a thing. I'll tell you, my dad told me this. This was a lesson from my old man. He said he would... <laughs> Like if they had were trying to get people to come to something like at a company or something, they mm. wouldn't give away free tickets. They would just make them really cheap, like a dollar. Because mm. then if someone pays like a little bit, they're like, well, since I paid, I should go, right? Mm. Well, if it's free, there's like no commitable. There's like yeah. no, like you don't feel like you've committed anything. So, uh, you know, so you don't really care if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this, that was the strategy he told me this just, you know, the gym's just charging 250 times as much. Yeah. That's great. That's good strategy. <laughs> no, it, it, Master salesman at work. Mm, nice. Nice. Anyway. Well, you're the protege of your, uh, your dad was in sales. So yeah, no, he was the master salesman. I'm not a good salesman. Oh, okay. I'll ter- I'd be terrible at it for <laughs> many reasons, including I'm awful with names and faces. So I'd be like, oh, who are you again? And they'd be like, yeah, I'm not buying anything else from you. I say, I say. Uh, but he can do it. So that's cool. No, no, Matt, I feel like you would be just like, are you sh- like, are you sure this is a good investment? Like, I mean, I'm looking <laughs> at your credit score right now and, uh, <laughs> Just talk them out of it. Yeah, exactly. like this doesn't really make sense. I can't ethically uh, support you buying this. Sorry. Yeah. No. All right. Sounds anyway, good. Benjamin right. Franklin. Quote? Yeah. Yeah. So today's quote is, uh, "Quote: If you ride a horse, seek clothes and tight. If you ride a man, seek easy." <laughs> <laughs> Matt, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I looked at this quote before you said it, so I was already laughing, because what the hell? If you write a man, see easy and light, end quote. Does that mean something different 300 years ago than it does now? <laughs> because, uh... <laughs> Wait, are you thinking about a woman writing a man? Something like that? What other way do you write a man? I'm not aware. Like, well, I mean, it, you can, like, I, I mean, you can write oh, like, someone, like, as an employer. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. <laughs> that's, you think that's probably what he meant? Don't write, 
don't boss him too much. Ah, interesting. Batman said easy and light. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, it could be he could be trying to be clever, and it could be like a double entendre or something. But I mean, so I, if you ride a horse, sit close and tight. If you ride a man, sit easy and light. But I, I guess I do like your early interpretation. Interpretation on like if you like hire someone to do stuff for you, you know, don't micromanage, I guess. Just, you know, relax and easy and light. Right, because, I mean, like, in horse racing, for example, they often talk about, like, how the jockey matters, all, like, as much as the horse or something. Like, how the jockey rides the horse mm. and, like, guides the horse is, like, very important for races um, and knowing what the horse's, like, strengths are. So, like, the jockey needs to be very controlling. Like, the jockey needs to, like tell the horse when to like where to be and when to really turn it on and uh, mm. stuff like that. But I guess, I, I guess if you, yeah, micromanage a person, they can be like, if they don't have that same, like they may lash out or something. So mm. I'm trying to like, what is it? Psychological reactance or something like there's some phrase in psychology about that, where you like, when you begin to impede on the autonomy of a person, they, have a tendency to just stop listening to you. Mm. Mm. Impede autonomy of person. Yeah. I think a lot of, yeah. Anyway, micromanaging, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's right. good. Uh, yeah. It's like empower, you empower people and that works for you. Right. So empower them to make decisions, basically. A lot of times the company don't do that. And then they don't execute as fast, especially in like customer service. Right. If someone, like customers, like rap, you know, when you call in and say, hey, you know, uh, this is, you know, providing bad service. And then, you know, like, I guess one of the biggest examples is, uh, have you guys heard of uh, uh, Zappos? Have Zappos. I heard of Zappos? Yeah, Zappos. Z-A-P-P-O-S. I it's think a, so. I think it's a, it's a shoe. It's, a, it's not Amazon for shoes. Mm. Right? Actually, oh, it has okay. the best customer service probably in the u.s right because like i think one one time there's one person like calling say oh my the shoes for my wedding did not come right did not get delivered and the person on the phone says okay hold on and then this person just book a ticket get the shoes from the warehouse and then deliver hand delivery to the wedding <laughs> right and that's one of the stories and there's another story that people come just calling say hey can you deliver a pizza the pizza to my place you know not even food and not even shoes right and this and this guy on the phone just said okay hold on let me order deliver pizza to your place so anyway so i think it is the reason they are very good because the ceo like zeppo cbo i think tony shea he was uh empowering these night like, customer reps to like, representative to like make decisions on the ground like so to deliver the best customer service so yeah mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you're going to sell shoes online, people need to trust that they can send them back and have exactly. that dealt with. Exactly. Because that's usually so. something people are like, you want to try it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I think that's, that goes very well with the quote. So and that's good. And that's, that was a very good interpretation, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Good work on taking that in a good direction instead of a sexual direction, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, coming from Shu, I feel like I was just going to disappoint him, but... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean 
I feel like you chose that quote wanting the sexual direction, but I, actually I, no. Well, yeah. that's why I talk about when I first think about. It. I was like, okay, he's Benjamin Franklin, three hundred years ago. Years ago is probably not not what he would try to get into. But yeah, so do we need to explore in that direction a little bit more, Matt? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. All right. So, have you guys heard of uh, something called like Chinese uh, Phoenix dance or public square dance? Isn't that what Tai Chi is? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Ex- in New York City, maybe soon you might see it around the street, maybe in the public parks, stuff like that. So, this thing has been starting like about 10 or 15 years ago, basically in Chinese. In China, there's a lot of like public parks, public, especially like public squares. And then around like, at night, around 6 or 7 p.m., that's, you see a lot of like grew up like grannies. Like, would start dancing to like popular songs and stuff like that. So apparently, like, right recently, I think it got very popular too. Now a lot of young people are doing it too. Even children starting doing that as well. And even Chinese government is also trying to push like as a fitness dance. Try to you know, uh, yeah. So make people healthy. So so I think recently I also heard like. Is slowly like coming to American as well. Now, even you, you see a lot like maybe in New York City, like parks somewhere. If you go sometime, you might see like I think in Flushing actually in New York, you see a lot like maybe Chinese ladies start like dancing in the parks or somewhere. So anyway, just a warning for you. I'll keep that keep that in mind. If I see him, I'll just jump in and try yeah. to imitate. Yeah, it, I guess it's more like Zumba, right? Like Zumba, and I know the uh, dance uh, classes before, but these Chinese. Square uh, night plaza dance is much easier, so it's very easy because it's started by old grannies, right? So they are they need some kind of very easy movement, so it's very easy for people to copy to learn, right? So, mm. yeah. So yeah, so so my if your workout doesn't work, work out. Yes, my workout <laughs> doesn't work do out. I'll, I'll do the dance. Fit, fitness yeah. dance. No, yeah. that's so. I mean, I I guess like, is it effective? Like I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, as long as you move around, right? So it's I think it's to if you do it every day, right? It's effective. Yeah, I, I see me it's effective. I mean, as long as you move around, you don't stick around all day. You know, it's gonna help, right? Just walking helps too, right? So oh, that's fair. Yeah. Anything you do, yeah. I guess anything works if you stick to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slightly related. Did you all see New York's gonna be ban or requiring vaccines for? Restaurants and gyms. Oh, I oh yeah, venting cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mandate the mandates are coming out. I saw <laughs> that, but that's why I'm not in New York. Yeah, no, that's I. As much as I like, I am vaccinated. That the requirement of presenting a card is a little bit rough. Oh like, man, if it makes the gym less crowded, I'm like, hey, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, that's well, that's honestly what I'm thinking. Like, it's gonna decimate or you know i think it's going to hurt businesses a lot which yes will make the gym very much much nicer for you until it goes out of business so. <laughs> well i mean we this is new york city it's one of the highest vaccinated places in the country mm. and i think the thinking is better a vaccine mandate than a second shutdown you know because delta variant gets out of control right mm-hmm. no that's fair yeah but, yeah okay do you do like it or no you just, I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's a good decision. 
I, I so I think it's good that the government like waited, like they tried to like give people an opportunity to vaccine voluntarily. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, it wasn't like a rash decision because it is a more extreme step. Right. But mm-hmm. with it starting to like kick up in terms of cases again, uh, and, you know, sort of the, the amount of people who are voluntary getting the vaccine kind of, you know, stalled, uh, you know, it just makes sense to try to keep things running smoothly, minimize mm. damage. Mm-hmm. And also at this point, we know the vaccine, like we have way more data that the vaccines are safe, right? It's not like January mm. or February where they're like, well, they did trials, but you know, now they have like hundreds of millions of cases that have, you know, tests, test cases, examples that have had it for months, the early mm-hmm. people who were in the trials for years. So, yeah. Is it, is it, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Well, I was just going to say, is there like, for example, people who are like medically unable to get like the vaccine. Yeah, there's medical exemptions. Okay, there are medical exemptions. Yeah, and yeah. I uh, yeah, I mean, so I how guess bad, how bad is New York? Like, is it? It's not that bad. There, like, it is picking up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, like the Delta cases. But I don't think it's bad here yet. I think they're just mm-hmm. trying to get ahead of it because they are seeing in other areas it's getting worse fast, and they're like, oh, like yeah. here we go again. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of New York, like governor, right? The, the oh, case. Yeah, Como. Yeah. Yeah, he's done. What's going on? That's it. What is it? The attorney general, but basically came out with their investigation, said he'd been sexually harassing employees. Yeah. So he's done. And then immediately <laughs> Biden was like, resign. <laughs> so like, save us the trouble and just resign. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. He sort of hasn't, has he denied it, I think? Or like, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he did mm-hmm. deny it. So I, I did. Yeah. I, I guess it may be more drawn out than. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I don't think he's gonna resign. So he, yeah, right now and he's so far now. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this is is this is not just like an accusation, right? Like there were, I think there are accusations before, and this is like an, the results of an investigation. So mm. I don't think it really matters. Like at this point denies it or not i think most people in the party are going to be like hey the investigation said you did fuck off right yeah well uh-huh. well there's a potential he could turn into a trump of democrats so <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> yeah i mean i guess there's always a chance right all right all right cool all right enough our new year city let's uh let's get into the physics lesson you the question you posed us last week okay okay did y'all watch the video so oh. I did not watch any other video intentionally because you told me to watch, so I, I'm not watching. No, because <laughs> because I, I tried to stay ignorant so I can okay, ask okay. and I'd be more like curious. So Okay, well nah, I should have rewatched it to refresh, but all right. Did you watch Mike? No. Uh, okay, uh, so well, the premise is uh, I thought Why it was did you one. why why did you not watch Mike? Uh, to be honest, I simply forgot because it actually wow. was interesting to me. I just had like, I was like, oh, I'll do it. And this week was just busy. So, and I thought it was Matt's week for a topic. So I didn't know if we were going to make him talk the whole episode. So, all right. Well, I'll, this is going to be like a mini topic. We won't go into too much details, but um, basically the idea is, can you make a car go straight downwind? So in the direction of wind, faster than wind using only wind power Mm. so obviously if you just think of like a big sail you can think it gets really close to wind speed hypothetically right you make it really low friction 
it's very easy to get it close to almost right up to wind speed. But like actually to go faster than wind speed seems like at a glance, the intuition's like, well, isn't that impossible, right? So it's, it's a so it's a car uh, on a flat surface, right? It's not going downhill. Uh, no uh, slopes. Flat flat surface. We we have us like maybe sail on top, and then oh, that could see. be one way you do it. Oh, okay, okay. I see, I see. So is the question is is it possible to make the car go faster than wing of the, the, the wind. speed of wing? Yeah. When when the car is powered by wind. Yes. Okay. When it's powered by that wind. And obviously, I feel like I wouldn't be asking this question unless the answer is yes, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, the answer is yes. Um, well, what's the backstory to the to the question? So the reason this just came up is someone, well, there's a YouTube channel called Veritasium that does like kind of mm. physics stuff. And some guys basically built a car that does this. So it has what looks like a windmill on it, kind of stanking up with giant blades. And mm. the car goes in the desert faster than the wind blowing it. So this guy in this YouTube channel, he went out and rode in the car and made a video about it. Mm. But it's so controversial. Like people are still fighting about it that a, an actual professor from a university, I think an aerospace department, mm-hmm. basically was like, this is not real. This is not true. So he got in a bet and he did a second video where him and the professor kind of went back and forth um, <laughs> arguing about whether it's real or not. Mm-hmm. And they got, uh, they got Bill Nye, the science guy, and Neil deGrasse Tyson in on the, like, the call to like, help oh, like, really? mediate and be like the referees. Uh. Um, so they kind of made their arguments back and forth. And this is when he hits with more evidence. Um, so, so let's go so with what, what did, what did uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson or science guy, Dinay, like weigh in now, uh, which is it, is it possible or do they not, do not weigh in? So, so in the end, well, initially after the first presentation of arguments, I think they were against, uh, they were with the professor against the guy who had made the car being like, mm. this is impossible. There's something trick behind it, like, or like a kind of mistake. Yeah. So they were convinced by the professor, but then the YouTube guy basically pulled out a lot more evidence and examples that he had and uh, made a very, I think, compelling argument that you can't go against. Uh, and he ended up winning the bet. The professor gave him like the $10,000 or whatever that they bet on this. Mm. Um, but the... So like it's so how, pretty so what's interesting. How how did he do it? So so the initial the initial run that he showed, like they had this the way they kind of demoed this is they had a windsock on the front of the car, mm. and the idea is the windsock will go back towards you if you're going faster than wind, right? And if the wind's going faster than you, it will turn forward. So basically, they're like, oh, they showed him riding in it with this windsock, turning around and going back for a little while. What's a windsock? That- uh, just like a piece of fabric that blows in the wind to show you which direction the air is moving oh, relative to okay. it. Mm-hmm. So, so he's like, okay, so that shows like, oh, the air's you're going faster than the air at that level, you know, for a portion of time. But the guy was like, well, the wind could have been fast, helped you pick up speed and then drop down. The wind could be faster higher up where you have these big blades and at ground level. Ah. But they had a lot of videos, like he didn't show everything. So they had videos where they had wind socks like, at every level on the car, they had GPS accelerometer data. So they were able to show at all levels they were going faster than the wind. They were able to show that they were still accelerating while being faster than the wind. Uh-huh. And he did this really cool kind of demo where he uh-huh. built the same mechanical contraption 
but he just put a piece of wood on it. So rather than wind, he just had a piece of lumber and he pushed it and it made the car go forward. Like it, he pushed it on this car and there was a wheel. So mm. it, it turned like a gear essentially. And then it made the car go along the wood faster than the wood was moving forward. Mm. Um, uh, so, so you are saying they, it's, they make it and the car can go faster than the wind because they use some kind of gear system to turn the wheel. Essentially, right? essentially. Yeah. So there's to describe the physics a little bit. And if you really want to learn about this, you should go watch the two videos. It's like they're combined like 40 minutes, but they're pretty interesting. How would you but, search it for you? Uh, <laughs> let's see. The first video's name is Risking My Life to Settle a Physics Debate. Gotcha. Or okay. you can Google Veritasium. It's one of his recent videos. Um, mm. But so I think, so essentially the car, the setup is you just have a car with a big like fan, giant mm. blades, like a windmill or a house fan, right? And it's on the back kind of at the top and it's connected with chains to the wheels. Mm-hmm. Now the first intuition might be, oh, so the wind blows the fan and the fan turns the wheels, but it's actually the opposite. The mm. wind pushes the car which makes the wheels turn. Ah. And then those wheels, when those wheels turn, they turn the fan blade in the opposite direction so that it ah. pushes back. So it's not the wind pushing the blade, but the blade pushes back against the wind in the ah. opposite direction if you let the kind of the blade spin because of the wind. Oh. So what this does in energy-wise, so you can sometimes, you can approach physics problems kind of thinking about the energy of the system or the forces of the system. From uh-huh. the energy perspective, what's happening is the car's moving forward, right? When the fan blade moves, it actually hits the air molecules that are in the wind and slows those down. So that's uh-huh. how it ends up going faster than the wind itself, right? Like uh-huh. where is this energy coming from? It's actually slowing down the wind to push against it with these blades. Uh-huh. But kind of the forces, it's sort of like a lever, right? Or like a gear reduction system. You have to get these forces right so that the blade spins fast enough based on the speed of the tires, you know? So um, so like the force on the tire, the resistance because of the wind blade on the tire is not too much. So there's like a balancing of the gears to get this set up right. I'm not mm-hmm. going to be able to explain it just in words, super well detailed. It took a lot of time and effort for someone to make a good explanation. Yeah. But that's the intuition. It's kind of like lifting something that's heavier with a lighter object using a lever, right? It's, yeah. it's kind mm-hmm. of a similar idea. Use a gear ratio to get an advantage. And they're essentially with a clever design, able to extract energy from the wind rather mm. than uh, more efficiently than just a flat sail. Mm. And was, there's some history to this because this has kind of been like a thing that's been repeated a few times. People have published saying this is possible and then other people have been like, that's not possible. And then they've had like kind of physics debates about it a mm. couple times in the past, but it's not like a big thing, right? So most people aren't aware of it. I wasn't aware of it until this YouTube video. So then it comes up against someone else. This The guy who made this car kind of independently figured this out again, not realizing people have already kind of de- demonstrated this in the past and proven it to skeptics already. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did it again. But I feel like this is a very conclusive one. Like at this point, they have very good demonstrated evidence that like you can't really argue against. So I think it's probably settled, you know, for history now. Nice. This has gone really long now. So uh, I think that's about the wrap up unless you have any questions. I do. So does that mean it's possible? Does does this suggest that we could potentially go faster than the speed of light? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you sure? Easy question. Thank you. No. 
maybe you could make something that goes faster than the river you're in. Mm. Based, like, you know, even if the wind is quiet, mm. may, but you're, like, in a river. Because now what's important here is that there's a difference between the ground speed and the airspeed, right? It's not like mm. you're just going faster than the airspeed in free space. If, the, if this was floating, like it was a helium balloon, you couldn't just do the same thing. You need to be on the ground. Mm. Um, maybe you could do a similar idea in principle, although water has a lot more resistance to moving faster than it, so probably wouldn't get you very far. But so, what would you mean by so? So, if the car is ele- like levitated in the air, it you will not be able to go faster than the, the speed on the wing. That's exactly right. So, the difference between the speed of the air and the ground, the ground speed, is what like makes this work. Because otherwise, uh, you could imagine. Oh, Different height, a different height have different like airflow speed. It's not about the difference in air flows at different heights. It's just about the ground speed versus wind speed. Because imagine if this was only dependent on the wind speed, right? Mm. You could have so so when a car is going faster than the wind, effective to it, it's like the wind is it's like it's going, you know, it's like the wind is blowing the air relative to it's blowing into it, right? Mm. So if if this didn't if this wasn't if the difference between ground speed and airspeed didn't matter, you could just push the car forward. Then it would say, oh, there's now air being blown against me, right? Because mm. I'm moving relative to it. And then it would magically start accelerating, you know, without any energy, right? So you could have some car that just goes in zero <laughs> in zero ground speed um, that just moves forward through the air on its own, which would uh, be creating energy from nothing. So what this does is because the wind speed is greater than the ground speed, right? The wind exists and has kinetic energy. And mm-hmm. this is extracting that kinetic energy using the ground kind of as a way to do it, to actually help extract energy from the, the wind. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Last thing about it, <laughs> ground speed, you keep talking about ground speed. That's kind of confusing me. Like ground speed, do you mean a vehicle of the, Speed the on a speed vehicle? Relative on to the, the ground. Yeah, yeah. Relative to the ground. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, if the wind is going 10 miles per hour, let's say, and the car 10 miles per hour east, so west to east, and then the car is going 11 miles per hour west to east, there's like a relative airspeed of like one mile per hour, right? That's like the mm. difference between the car and the air, but the car is going to relative to the ground, the ground speed, 11 miles an hour. Okay. Got you. Okay. Woo. <laughs> no. So yeah, like I said, go watch the original video if that seems interesting to you. It's a pretty fun uh, watch, actually. But enough physics details. Mike has a more important topic for today. Oh, yeah. A to C thinking. That's right. Yeah. All right. If I say ground speed, what do you think of show? Ground speed? I I don't know. Right now, I'm thinking about airspeed now. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) All right, Matt, when I say airspeed, what do you think of? Now I'm thinking about a car with a blade on it that goes faster than wind. (laughs) All right. So, well, that's A to C thinking. So if I said, if I say, uh, what did I say first? Ground speed? Yeah. If I said ground speed, the, like, basically, if you're formulating something, you like, and someone suggests, I mean, we're not going to keep with physics terms, but if someone were were to say like, Hey, ground speed is like the topic I want you to like joke about or talk about like you first that you can sort of a, 
I guess, use a simple process you can use is basically like, okay, what does that make me think about? So that's A to B. So, I mean, in the simple situation, like if I say, hey, Shu, like, like, do you want to hear a funny, something funny about like my dog or something? Like, what is dog to you? Dog, I just, maybe he's peeing around the house. I don't know. Well, what do you think of when I say the word dog? Animal. Okay, and Matt, the, what do the you dog think of... with four legs, four four legged animal, right? When you All say right. dog, I think about cats, cats and dogs. All right, so <laughs> okay, so for example, like in improv, hmm. so you will get a suggestion from the audience, like you know, so they'll say, "Where are these people today?" And basically, I uh, like. You know, you, you mean these people and I people on stage performing? Correct, right, correct. Okay. Where are these people on stage? Hmm. And they say your suggestion is Fiji. Hmm. So, I mean, the obvious thing, because the prompt to the audience was, you know, where are these people? Hmm. Is so, I mean, your uh, sort of the immediate thought is like the island Fiji. Like, you know, I don't know, in, Fiji, maybe I don't know why, but Fiji always made me think about Japan. Okay. Yeah. Well, no. Well, Probably so, because of Fuji, actually. Yeah. Okay. I got it now. Well, I mean, but, well, but that's sort of, you know, so I mean, you could sort of think like, I guess the, you want to be one step ahead of the gotcha. audience, essentially. Mm. So, I mean, so like we talked about like how, um, like with respect to. Actually, with, you can go back to like, Fiji, right? When, when the audience say Fiji, what mm-hmm. happens next? All right. So, yeah. So basically, okay. So uh, like in improv, like basically they'll, the first thing at the top of a scene, they'll come to the audience and ask you a question. Hmm. So where are these people today? They say Fiji. Fiji. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, I mean, there's, uh, there's different types of improv and that's, and I am no expert in types. So the type I do is called short form, which basically means like, there will be some scene acted out based on the suggestion the audience gives using mm. that as inspiration. It's uh, so short form. The scenes are independent of one another. So like each, uh, there's no, oftentimes not a relationship between the scenes and the scenes have what are called games put on them. So an example of a game is like, uh, you know, throughout the scene, they'll call like different accents and the act- actors are supposed to like speak in those accents or like impersonations and the actors need to take on the impersonations. So like, I think that there's, there's too much information on that. I don't think we need to do. So what right. happened when I say Fiji, like on the audience say Fiji, I'm, I'm, I was waiting for you. Like, what, what... Right. Okay. So when the, uh, so when the audience says Fiji, I mean, basically the scene begins or, you know, I mean, they'll uh. say, They'll explain the improv game that is mm. being put on the scene. For example, so so the people on the stage basically kind of perform some kind of like just like do some kind of actions, like moving around or something, perf- doing something with their hands. Maybe they do. Do they have dialogues talking to each other? I'm assuming. Yeah. Right, right, okay. right, right. Yeah. So essentially, the lights will go down, and when they come up, the actors mm. are in some environment that they need to establish are some people that they need Mm. to establish and are doing something that they need to establish. So, I mean, a critical piece in what they teach you in like 101 is like, you know, basically it's very important to sort of get out there very fast who you are, what you're doing and where you are. 
right. So, so, so yeah. So Fiji. what happened to after Fiji? So okay. So Fiji. So what does Fiji make you think of? For me, Japan. <laughs> Fuji. Okay. And what does Japan make you think of, Matt? Japan. Yes. Samurai. What? Not sushi. <laughs> That's true. So yeah. Samurai is good. Samurai is good. Yeah. All right. So that, in a way, is A to C. So, the, so you could make your scene about like your samurais. Ah. Uh. So. But you uh, actually went to Fiji instead of Fuji. See, that would be that would be a funny take. There we go. Yeah, so your scene could be samurais in, like, you went to Fiji. I mean, so it is drawing directly from their inspiration, but, I mean, so, it, like, you are connecting back to their word, but it's, like, it's something that's, like, a step removed from what they would expect. Because, I mean, every audience in the world is sort of just going to say, like, oh, they're going to be people who are, like, on vacation in Fiji, or they're going to be people who you know their plane crashed in fiji or like there's gonna like this essentially like they're going to assume your setting is going to be fiji and mm-hmm. that's about it so so what what so so when the audience say okay where are these people and the audience say when you ask the audience the audience say fiji and then the people on the stage perform something so how how, did, how does that make it funny or uh, human funny in a way uh, uh, are you just using it as an example? Not... So, okay. Well, so, I mean, I picked Fiji. So, I think the actual prompt to the audience. So, I've done a scene. That okay. actually went reasonably well. So, okay. I, with Fiji as the ask for or the suggestion. Okay. So, the question to the audience, essentially, uh, for that particular scene was, uh, like, where do you want to go on vacation or something? Mm-hmm. and so and the answer was fiji so i so i so of course like you know they're thinking that the like they're thinking that the scene is going to be set in fiji like okay. you know like or you know like the scene is going to regard some physical location that is known amongst the audience fiji like an island um so i actually took it in the direction so like Fiji made me think of like, uh, like, so what I did was I said, okay, Fiji makes me think of water. Okay. Mm, and Island. Yeah. And like Fiji water makes me think of like expensive taste. Cause if you think about like grocery stores, like Fiji water is like the super expensive, like the whole food. Yeah. If you go to whole foods, you can get like Fiji water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I made the scene about like someone who like just got their first job. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you say it's Fiji water? Yes, Fiji water thought... is a brand of water. Really? I thought I always thought it's Fuji water. No. no? Well, I mean, maybe there is, but Fiji. Because is... I I saw them in Starbucks like all the time, right? It's, it's always Fiji, not Fuji. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> it's Fiji. I'm confirming. Oh man. <laughs> so on it's like several years I've been <laughs> assuming he's Fuji. <laughs> and I will say like references are important to jokes because like if I had an audience with like of shoes there, like I like I literally started the scene like by drinking and being like, mm, it's Fiji water from here on out. And everyone would have been like, What is he talking about? So like your audience <laughs> needs to get your references. So gotcha. 
but so right. in any, yeah so the scene was the scene essentially proceeded from there to be about like someone who like had gotten a new job and like sort of believed like okay like it's the high life from here oh. on out yeah sorry backtrack a little bit because i think yeah. I, I interrupt you when you say uh can you go back to when the scene where you like you think about water and then what would you think next so i so basically i thought of water and mm -hmm. like fiji water is like an expensive water yeah, like, yeah so yeah. it's like so i mean so basically like so the inspiration from the audience was fiji mm -hmm. and i made my scene about like someone with expensive taste essentially uh. Gotcha. So, so essentially the scene, like from that inspiration became like, oh, I have expensive tastes and like, I'm going to be buying like nice things from here on out. And like, as the scene progressed, I like, you know, went from drinking Fiji water and being like, I'm going to be successful to like, um, at Kroger, like my credit card got, got declined at Kroger. And then I was like begging people to buy me lunch. Like, so that was, mm. you know, the progress, uh, sort of like the comedic hit points, you know, like, you, you know, you, you're taking steps down. Yeah. Like, as the so the whole idea is, whole idea is take whatever the audience suggesting and then giving back, giving them, giving back something that they are not expecting to make it funny. Right. So Th that is the big idea. Yes. Yeah. It's basically okay. you want to be one, like, obviously, yeah. Um, like there's sort of you can go a to c but there's also like you know the a to like you don't want to i mean there could be an overshoot right like i mean like a, a to, to z. z yeah exactly <laughs> so i mean yeah so they say fiji and you know you come back with the scene you know uh, i don't know i mean come back with the scene about pearl well i mean pearl harbor maybe but i, I like i was just thinking like you know some type of like you go you know, Fiji, Japan, mm. you know, Pearl Harbor or something like, like mm. something where it's like, it's not that close, like closely connected. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you, you want to catch them off guard, but you want to get the, like, you want them to be very quickly on the same page. Like seeing a connection. Yeah. If it's too far, then it's harder for them to see the connection. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and I mean at that, cause once they make that connection, it can be like, uh, I, I mean, at that point, it uh, like in a way, the like quote unquote the game in within the scene or within the joke can be very formulaic, because mm. you're sort of you're sort of just upping the stakes past that point. Like mm. so, so I mean, it's like okay, Fi like um, my suggestion is Fiji. Like he's you know he's a guy who buys Fiji water and is like you know like vain and you know all about fancy stuff and now he's sort of losing status throughout the scene so he goes mm. from shopping at whole foods and fiji water to you know oh, it's he goes paying to like 300 dollars for someone to train him something yes. like that yes exactly yes so yes callbacks are another good thing yes so uh yeah so basically um like the audience sort of like is on the ride with you at that point. Like, okay, you caught us off guard. Now it's, you know, Whole Foods to Publix to Kroger to just being poor. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. So, so how can, uh, mm -hmm. so how can, I guess, yeah, go ahead. Do, are you, do, do you have any other points to make? Uh, I, I mean, so, I mean, ask your question and then I may, like, I was going to have another direction, but yeah. Ask oh, okay. Question. I guess my question is like, personally, now how can, we apply it to our daily lives in a way, right? 
but into our conversation, like, I don't know, to make ourselves more funny, I guess. Well, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I think the idea is generalizable in the sense that, like, humor is always going to be being one step ahead. So, or like, you know, sort of like catching, you know, the other by surprise. So Mm. when you're having a discussion in day-to-day life, when someone brings up something that, like, has a very straightforward, like, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example here. But, I mean, basically, if, uh, like, oh, okay, so the other night I was, like, talking with my friends, and someone said, like, oh, what would be the, like, oh, what's a funny gift you could get, like, what's a funny gift you could get for, you know, my friend Jake? And, like, I mean, the obvious, so the obvious answer there is, like, an actual, like, you know, some type of actual thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that sort of A to B is just, like, you know, I mean, you could try to, like, sort of, you know, have a... Teddy bear? Yeah, gross out answer, sort of like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, like, a weird thing. But, uh, so Sex I... Toy? Yes, exactly. So you could go the sort of, like, crude and hope that makes them laugh route. Yeah. But I mean, it, like that it's something physical and it's like, okay, that in theory could be a gift. So my response like to like, oh, what would be a funny gift you could get him? I said hope. So, <laughs> so, and it's That's like, it's, yeah, so it's, it's like, I mean, so it's like one step removed from mm. like the sort of the answer you would expect. Mm. So, I mean, I think that that in sort of day-to-day conversation, it like it, it, the same principle applies. It's just a question of, I, I mean, it's not always going to work, right? I mean, mm. there is there are certain things where it's just like, you know, you go A to B to C, and you're like, if I say this, like, it's it, it's not going to make sense. It's not going to fit well. Mm. But if you if your brain is working in that mode, then you are occasionally going to hit on like items mm. that are like you're like, oh, that's actually clever, sort of like mm. like the Fiji water thing, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, in the, uh, in the case of, like, yeah, if you go Fiji, Japan, Japan Samurai, like, in your, and it's sort of a day-to-day conversation, and someone's talking about their trip to Fiji, like, like, I mean, I guess you could say, like, oh, do you see any samurais there? And, like, mm, maybe they like, get what it. The heck? <laughs> yeah, maybe they get it, maybe they don't, but, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's sort of like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. But thinking in that mode, I like. I mean, you're not always looking to crack jokes, but yeah. if you, if you sort of have that, like, oh, this is the obvious answer. This is sort of that step removed. Like, then mm. you may naturally sort of find yourself like with an ability to deliver a joke, or you know, have a like sort of a quick response. Okay, and, so, so you've done a little bit of stand up. Did you like? Did you sort of like literally break this down very formularically where you're like, oh, here's a topic and then I'll like make like a tree, right? Of like, here's the things that are closely related to it, right? Dogs, they're relate, they like bones, they hate cats, you know, they pee on things, whatever. And then you kind of, kind of make your second level of your tree, like, okay, what's related to bones, right? And then from there, like you've, you could literally draw this out. Is that how you or other comedians like sometimes make new stand up jokes or? Um, I mean, I think you, 
I, I didn't necessarily do it that formulaically, but I will say like, I did not start with like, oh, that's a clever thing I said. Let me like figure out a topic around it. I did more start from the top. Like, this is something I've thought a lot about and I'm interested in. Can I make it funny? So like, I mean, like, for example, I guess, for example, like, this is a joke. I may, yeah, like, I'm supposed to do stand-up September 8th. So all you listeners come to the laughing skull. But, um, <laughs> September 8th? What yeah. time? Uh, I don't I probably starts at 8. So oh, eight okay. To 10. Yeah. So, uh, but, so, like, this was a joke. So I like the top, so the topic I started with was delayed gratification. So that was, again, uh, obviously, like, worth thinking about it from an academic standpoint. I mean, and there's sort of the, like, obvious answer, like, you know, the obvious thing that I'm sure, like, you know, the direction everyone think I would go, which is, like, um, basically, you know, like, like, sex relationships, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, like, you know, you, you try not to have sex, like, to keep the person interested in, like, in learning about you as a person, you know, and because so once you break that, so, uh, so, but I mean, I really think of delayed gratification from like, sort of underlies a lot in life. I mean, so mm. like institutions will talk about like, I mean, academia, like you study hard, you get a good job and, you know, that will lead to, you know, short term, long term, right? So. Right. Well, yeah, short term, long term, right. So basically, like, so I, so I said, like, you know, there's, there's your academia, study hard, you get a good job. There's, uh, uh, like, there's like physical fitness, like, you know, work hard, eat well, you'll be healthy. Um, and then I said, but I think like, really like the, the ultimate in delayed gratification is religion. Like you, you know, like you internal or you, uh, like commit yourself to it. You internalize the belief. You practice those, you know, like week in and week out, you die and then you get like eternal bliss. And I mm. said, I have a real problem with step four. Like, what's like step four? Death. Like, you have to die to get it. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so there is sort of like, you know, so it's like you, uh, so in this particular case, it's, you know, you're leading up to like you're setting expectations right so i think Mm. in an episode way back you're sort of setting the expectation of like all these different examples have the same pattern right Mm -hmm. but you're breaking the pattern like so and then you're you're sort of breaking the pattern Mm. so i mean like in all of these it's like you know basically like you work hard and then like you get to a certain point and but I, I, but I mean, in this point, the extreme is death. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it's like a step. So it's like it's showing the step removed from like. I, so I mean, I guess like you go to school. Like we were in school ten years. Mm-hmm. That's that's a long time, and that's a commitment. But it's like you're still living. Mm-hmm. But you know, or you still have a life. Whereas in with respect to like religion, it's like basically like you know, you live your entire life to something that isn't, like, there isn't that correlation. Got you. But I think religious people who say, after you die, you go to heaven, and then you are, you are enjoying the bliss in heaven, so. Yes. Well, no, of course. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, 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 it's just the joke of, like, there, like, 
many in many cases delayed gratification has a pretty clear like there's a very strong correlation between a mm. and b right gotcha. like you study hard generally speaking you can get a good job mm. are so, you going to practice the standard routine on on a junto club i mean i can i need to do a lot of writing but okay so you haven't so. finished writing yet no 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 i i've been really a month bad. away that's why, well, I force myself to sign up because I'm like, I'm never going to write. Because, uh, like, all all the writing I was doing, I was just like, it was too mean. So I mm. stopped <laughs> writing. So now I've forced myself to get back into writing. What do you mean by too mean? Well, what like, it was... So I feel... So this is something that, like, my sense of humor, like, I will often use language that is very precise and biting, and people oh, will it, get very turned off by certain words. Very dark. Very is it very dark or is it very offensive to people? I mean, it can't. I feel like it's just certain certain words make people uncomfortable. Hmm. And, I'm and really like, curious what words you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, but I don't know if you want to say them. Well, no, no, no. So for like, uh, well, and this worked, but I like uh, honestly, the biggest laugh I ever got doing improv. Yeah was in a game called phones phones yes Mm. phones so and it was basically like the uh, so phones is the setup is it's two people on stage they work for what company and uh what's the big news of the day going on and basically Mm. it's just people call you know so it's they're working at microsoft and there's ghosts at the microsoft office whatever you know that's the setup and Mm. then it's just the audience talks about people who would be calling into the call center at microsoft Mm -hmm. so and that's like that's all we get and you know then they say okay you know see how they do and uh like the lights go down the lights come on so uh basically one of the callers was like like the audience suggestion was one of the callers would be your ex-boyfriend okay so and it's like so basically uh the the partner I had the scene picked up the phone like during the it was the first call of the scene mm-hmm. and um like it, it, my friend Josh was the caller in and he yeah. was supposed to be my ex boyfriend so like <laughs> so like she she sort of like it picked up the phone and he's like I oh, was Mike like is Michael there and it's like I because I know Josh I'm like okay he's gonna be my ex boyfriend like that's what he's going to be right. so Josh. Uh, so like Josh started to say something and it, like as I like essentially as I put the phone in my ear and as I started to talk I like I just screamed into the phone like go fuck yourself Josh you never made me come like <laughs> and like and I just slammed the phone down uh-huh. and like the audience exploded like it, it was it was a good reaction and okay. um so uh, like but I, I've definitely, uh, so to counter that, there was a scene where like someone was talking about like, like, oh, I really like to just play in, like, I like to go play with the raccoons in the garbage, like hang out in the alleys with them. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, so, and, and we were interacting as like, uh, like friends, like, mm. so we were, we were friends and like and she and the girl in the scene was like, oh, I really like to play, you know, in the garbage and you know. And my natural response to that was just like, oh, well, that sounds like a great way to get raped or killed. Mm. Like, and the audience gave me nothing. 
because like so yeah and it was pretty dark i guess going to guardians <laughs> right so i mean so like so i guess like you know the word come i have no idea why that audience like didn't like it, it can definitely make people like sort of shrink up a little bit like oh that's dirty that's vulgar like mm. so but i mean that particular audience they loved it like you know that that was like a huge laugh Whereas, you know, like some audiences like won't necessarily have that response to like something like a rape or murder, like, you know, like those types of words, but that night, like they did not like those words. So, Mm. you know, so, uh, so I guess that's what I mean when I say like, yeah, like the words you use can have be very powerful in one way or the other. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Especially now day and age, I think the, yeah, rape is very, insensitive right uh it's very well maybe very sensitive to people right so right so yeah yeah. so as i write about topics i I, like try to be very cognizant of like my language can be like when i like when i'm thinking of a joke i think it can like work Mm. but i'm like how am i phrasing it because it can like you know the language can turn off an audience and oh yeah of course yeah so Mm -hmm. now i just want to know what Josh was going to say to you. Maybe he had something really funny lined up and then you just cut him off. Well, he was, he was actually very, cause I can remember his response when we got like off the stage. He's like, well, that was the line of the night. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So nice. Yeah. So, but no, I mean, it, so, I mean, I think that, uh, so I mean, yes. Uh, know your so that's another good tip for making people laugh. Know your audience. So. Mm. Read in the room. <laughs> yeah, read the room exactly. So going back to A to C thinking, like yeah. we talk about like applying to conversation, uh, like you know talking, make yourself funny. But can you apply this A to C thinking in other aspects? Hmm. Outside of humor, A to C thinking. I mean. I'm sure there's, there are ways, like, I mean, I mean, when it comes to problem solving, people about, people more talk about looking at, like, turning problems, like, like, looking at different problems from different viewpoints. I wonder if that's related to this, or if that's just different. Hmm, gotcha. So. My, maybe a little bit related, but yeah. Yeah, I, I thinking analogy, right? All the time you thinking analogy, and maybe that's a maybe it's related. I don't know, thinking outside the box thing, kind of. Right. Well, I mean, I like I guess thinking about like yeah, it was interesting because Matt was talking about um, when he was talking about the physics problem, like mm-hmm. the wind is sort of a perpetual stream, like you know, and and in rivers you sort of have that stream current of water. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess it's, uh, so when I think of wind, I think of sort of perpetual motion in a certain direction. What does that make me think of? Like maybe a river? I, I don't, I like, I mean, I don't know if that's like, you know, it, yeah. I guess it could help with analogy or something like that, but. Yeah, it doesn't help you solving the problem, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, I think it's a lot of steps to say it's like a good mm. problem solving tool it's uh yeah it could maybe play maybe a it's a good way to think about more creative in a way like just think think maybe in areas sometimes you need to think about 
come out with something that people are not expecting, right? So it might not be funny or humor. It could be something else that surprised people in different ways. Mm. So like creatively, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe, you know, you're trying to give a business presentation and you just lead people off the mark a little bit just to kind of make a more wow factor. Mm-hmm. Again, not to make them laugh, just to be like, oh, like you don't make it too obvious what your big sell is, at least at first. Yeah. Right? So make it more memorable, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a good point. And I, I so I guess uh, sort of um, being... Uh, like being off the mark, I think is just useful in general. So, I mean, I think like, like another, uh, I mean, this is nece- isn't necessarily A to C thinking, but um, it, it is a different kind of way of thinking about, uh, I guess, thinking about uh, how you treat one situation and how it could be more applicable to another than you would imagine. So, like, Mm. uh, as part of improv, I guess, like, uh, a lot of rehearsals recently, they've been teaching us to consider, uh, uh, like, I guess, uh, think about more pure acting. Like, Mm. so, like, for example, if our our scene were, uh, like, you and your brother are getting together, like, to go out, like, this is, like, the last time you're going to see each other before you go off to war. And he goes off to like a different front, like say it's World War Two, and like you're going, uh, you know, to the be- uh you know, to the beaches, and he's going to like Russia <laughs> or whatever. So, uh, so this is like might be the last time you see your brother, and they have us perform the scene, and obviously there's no real laughs. I mean, basically it's it's very sad, and you know you're like you're gonna say I'm, you know, I'm going to miss you, um you know, like, you know, I love you. Like, this is, uh, like, this is like, it's, it's stirring uh, like negative emotion more so than anything. Mm. But, and then they say, okay, what you're going to do is repeat that scene, but your brother is going to get on a roller coaster. Mm. Like, so it, it like, so I guess the, almost the identical dialogue can be used, mm. but it's like, just so, like it, it's like almost like extreme hyperbole. Like it doesn't fit the situation. So like all those emotions. So I, I in a way that's like, um, in a way it's A to C thinking, but like I, I don't know emotionally or like with respect to dialogue, because it's like oh like you and your brother are going to be separated like on a roller coaster. There may be some like you know some degree of like anxiety or some degree of like, but it's like taking that up a notch so, so why so why do you apply it to roller coaster like what's the reason doing that well so so basically well i mean it could be anything you know your brother so, no i mean good. i guess what what is is that like is that a so you say like you're performing a scene of your brother going to war right yeah and then once you finish that scene you do another scene of like doing the roller coaster this is for like practice, not like for an audience. You say, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, and this is for exercise. Yeah. Right, exactly, oh, exactly. Okay. So basically, so basically, the idea, right? So this is more just making the point that, and I mean, it, it could be like so A to C thinking could be applied, like you know, say the audience, like what what do these two do, or what is what are separate, like uh, well, I don't want to say what are tearing these brothers apart, but what are going on with these two? Like mm. one of them is afraid to ride the roller coaster. Like that's what the audience gives. 
And so your like thinking could be like, you know, afraid to ride the roller coaster, like separation, like, you know, going to war, like, you know, so like those in theory could be your steps, right? Yeah. So why, why don't you, I think you, you mentioned it, you can give me and Mike some exercise to, so we can practice adulty thinking. You want to do it now? Sure. Well, yes. Okay. So, um, all right. So I'm gonna, your, I'm gonna give you one word of inspiration. Okay. And you are going to immerse yourself in a world as two people. Oh, wait, no, we're not doing a full improv skit, are we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, just, just something simple exercise. We, we don't need to do a scene. Yeah, just some. <laughs> Okay, okay. Fine. Very simple <laughs> exercise that everybody can practice like on their daily lives, like, you know. Okay. Uh, okay, well then why don't I give you a word of inspiration and then each of you uh basically are going to give Just me... come out with something uh right. Come something, out with something nice. Okay. Uh, something yeah, like essentially you can talk about like what that like, you know, where you would take it should you do something like a <laughs> okay. scene, okay? All right. Okay, so your word is scissors. Scissors? Yes. So so basically, if I get, tell you to do, like, or, you know, you get, like, you know, what is an object, like, around okay. your house? What is an okay, object so, around your house? So, 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 so the only thing I can come up with right now is, I think of scissors cutting something, right, in your house. Yes. Now, he, now he, he made me think about the guillotines. So, so okay. if I do A to C, I would do come out with some something related to guillotines. So, yeah, well, that that's good. So, Is that so good? yeah, so you can all right. So you can start like you could do, uh, you know, you can do something about like the French Revolution or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Guillotines. All right. What about you, Matt? Did you come out with something? I thought about crafts, and then crafts made me think about old people. <laughs> But I don't. Yeah. I can't think of any jokes now to make old people. But I think I think shoes has more funny potential. I think Mike can come out with something for you. Well, no, well, no. I actually see. I think that's the power of this because I mean, I think like if you were crafting, like a like I mean, I, scissors. Like when I think of stand up, like scissors is obviously like a not necessarily. Like I mean, that's why often with stand up, like you're taking on topics that are like you know maybe a little bit more heady. Like you know, like I said. Uh, sort of uh delayed gratification was what i like sort of based one of my sets on but i mean like so if your improv scene say was scissors like and you started like you know you you pretended to be like old people you know like or like a grandfather like helping out his grandchild like you know with like some type of project or something i mean i think the dynamics there could be funny i mean you know like the child like the grandchild could be like uh, like uh you know running around and the old person could be like falling down and hurting themselves or like i mean it, it, it could be wacky or it could be more of a touching you know grandfather grandchild scene and then got you um, so if yeah if i say so relate to matt's idea of old people like caesar old people and then what about what if i say something what, what if i do something with bingo is that would that be too far away from the a thinking a to c or is it because old people made me think about bingo, right? And then so mm-hmm. Caesar to, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I think... Who, so, 
I, I guess my question is, would bingo be too far removed? I mean, I guess I would need to see. So, I mean, we made two jumps, right? Like Matt made the jump, like scissors to crafts to mm. old people. And it's like, yeah. I follow that. I guess like we're sort of doing A, B, C, D to get yeah. to bingo. So, I mean, it may, like, I, I'm not saying it's like, you know, like you couldn't make something out of it people could relate to, but I think you would need to hmm. probably tie, like make it, like you might have more work to do, like with yeah. people following gotcha. that. Mm, okay yeah because like i say it's just like it helps like if 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 people are easily able to follow the logic but it catches them off guard then i think all right all right give us another one okay um let's see all right so the question is like what did you have for breakfast and the answer is scrambled eggs Scramble eggs. Yes. Okay. All right. I guess for me, immediately, I guess if I go egg, and I scramble eggs, scramble eggs, I would go to egg, and an egg would be chicken. Okay. Right? Chicken could be my C, my A to C. Yeah. Or yeah. it could be slaughterhouse, which is another... C something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. I think either of those work. I mean, I. Do you want to make go next? Yeah, sure, man. I think I was pretty much pretty closely aligned. You know, eggs for breakfast made me think of chickens, and then I just thought of farmers in general. Yeah. Mm. So you know. Yeah. Could you have some? I don't know. Something happened with a farmer. Right. Exactly. I mean, basically, that would be it. I, I think. uh like I say, this, uh, like, I think basically, uh, far, like, I think starting out with farmer, everyone would get it and, you know, but it might not, it's just not, um, I guess. Maybe it's not unexpected enough. So I, I think something very popular, uh, mm. that they, they sort of teach is like, so, um, so say your thing is like scrambled eggs and then, you know, so you go egg, chicken, something popular they teach that's like, maybe, I don't know if this is a, like sort of rooted in a, a to C thinking or just like ads. So if your um, C is sort of chicken or like farm or farmer or something, mm. then they, they often, people often uh, sort of are not expecting you to be the animal. So you could like be chickens that, you know, talk. <laughs> so, I mean, that adds another layer. Of so, life. yeah. So I noticed something like, for example, in the beginning, from the first one, when you say Caesar, mm-hmm. I was thinking about what does Caesar do, right? Like cutting. And then mm-hmm. that made me think about the guillotine action. So that's like, I'm thinking about what the object does, right? The, mm-hmm. the action of the function, right? Right. And... I feel like the egg made me think about an object, egg, and then mm-hmm. chicken, almost like the noun, noun right? The, the, the object itself made me think about something that relates to the object itself, right. not the function of. So the other way of thinking about it is like you do, you talk about scrambling eggs. So I thought, I, I, another direction I could go into is like scrambling the egg, like cooking, right? Scrambling. Mm-hmm. So I could think about something that related to the action of cooking or something like that maybe 
So does does is that? I, I guess I just noticed that. I was wondering, is that a good right. way? Right. Uh, yeah. So there's a, a definitely, um, and again, it, it, the reason humor is subjective, and like some mm. jokes land and some jokes don't. It, it sometimes it's not even about the strength of the joke; it's about the audience and how perceptive they are. But yeah. definitely, there's a million ways you could take it. Yeah. So you can uh, think about the action, the noun. You, you know, like egg, scissor as a noun, um, scrambling or cutting as the action. I mean, uh, like, I mean, even in, like, scrambling eggs is, like, um, yeah, like, I mean, they, like, they uh, talk about, uh, like, pregnant women shouldn't ride roller coasters. Like, I'm probably thinking of this because of roller coasters. And that's because it can literally cause them to have a miscarriage. Scrambling eggs? Yeah, so, so like, a vulgar way of describing that is scrambling their eggs. <laughs> wow, that's pretty far. That's pretty dark. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, so there's, like, as I say, there's, like, your A to C could be someone else's A to Z, and they're, like, yeah. I just, I don't get it. Gotcha, or it yeah. could, but, I mean, if you, I think if you make explicit, like, I mean, I think, um, like, with the scissors, like, you know, if you uh, are very, uh, like, deli- like, if you start off the scene with someone, like, oh, someone. Oh, you could, yeah, you could off. think about uh, some, what's the, what's the thing they do in the, Babies in Jewish circumcision. Circum- circumcision. Yes. <laughs> no. That, that, that is true. That is true. So I mean, as long like I think. So I mean, I think surprising people is what's going to get the laugh. Yeah. Uh, but it's, but it's sort of surprise. Like they need to have the context. Like yeah. share the context essentially of your head. So mm. yes, I mean, like if you were starting a circumcision uh you know uh like you know uh like a circumcision scene or something it could be like i think like making explicit like the cutting like the action of cutting Hmm. is going to help the audience be like oh like we suggested scissors which cut like Hmm. but he's taking it in like a cutting a different direction but it's like the (laughs) same action right or like you know similar so it's using language in a creative way so so giving them that context is useful Okay, so I think I have mastered an art of agency thinking now. So give me a, give, give us a last one before right. the end All of today. Right. All right. Yes, one last one. I, I got to think of a good one. Um, I'll say, let's see, I'm trying to think. Uh, what are these two in trouble? Okay, so the prompt is, what did you do to get in trouble? And the answer is jaywalking. Jaywalking. Okay. Uh, Matt, you can go first this time. (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) The first thing that jaywalking makes me think of is someone getting hit by a truck. So then you could have someone like in a hospital. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hospital. Okay. For me, jaywalking getting arrested, put in the prison, and getting, made me think about getting raped in the prison. So that's pretty hard. <laughs> so one person's like broken bones in the hospital, the other person's getting raped in prison. That's where we took it. No, no. Oh, I mean, I think that shows good range. Um, okay. It, it should, which is, I mean, really the purpose of this exercise um, is basically to be like, you know, I mean, there's sort of... um. I think, like, so jaywalking, I mean, really, so I think sort of the summary wrap-up point here, 
is jaywalking basically made you both think of like a dangerous illegal activity like or you know like potentially dangerous like illegal activity so i think people's immediate inclination would be to go oh you could get a ticket or oh you could get hurt like that's sort of the unsurprising aspect whereas Mm -hmm. i think like if you were to like respond to them about like uh where like where a response like if they talk about like oh i ran across the street uh you know and like like i ran across the street you know the light was changing you know and i just i was going to be late for class or whatever and you know you said something about them being mangled or you know like officers dragging them down and taking them to prison i think that it would at least be i mean i'm not thinking of a good joke right now so but i mean like basically like those t- thinking of that one step removed could it i guess prompt a more creative or different kind of response mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, and I mean, I think like from an improv perspective, uh, the audience probably would not respond well to a scene that began with rape, but uh, like, or centered <laughs> around rape. Yeah. But uh, so again, that's sort of like... Well, it depends on the person, right? If you're a guy, I think being raped, I think the audience might be okay with that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, in 2021, I'm not convinced, but maybe. Gotcha. But uh but like certainly if you started the scene like if they said jaywalking and you started the scene like at the hospital like oh like you know i should never have stepped off that curb without looking like i think mm. they you they could appreciate that so mm. and you know basically you know you could be the scene could unfold from there and you could be a patient who you know has a hot nurse or whatever like in your mm. room. you know it could be like there's a lot of different directions you could take it from there Instead of going straight to prison, you could have the scene be like in a courthouse where you're like a famous criminal, you know, like the media's there, maybe everyone's making a big deal, but you know, you just jaywalked. You could do something <laughs> funny with that. That would actually probably do quite well. Because like, so that, so I, I guess one point is surprise the audience with good context. And then the other point, like I talked about with the uh, is sort of like going to war versus going on roller coaster. Like that is that is sort of another, I guess, type of A to C thinking, right? So it's like jaywalking is like, you know, a nothing crime. Like they just ignore it. But it's like if you were to treat it like so, if you think of jaywalking crime like media, like I mean that like so imagine like jaywalking gets like media attention like, you know, which mass shooting does or something. So that's another mm. way to handle it. Mm. So yeah, so up the like all, like humor is often about taking things to the extreme, and that could be extreme. Like yes, like jaywalking to like you know you're viewed as like a killer or whatever, or that could be in like uh, taking something very serious. Well, <laughs> less so maybe in 2021, but like it could be like sort of underselling something. So like you like so the opposite is also true. Like you know, if someone's all pumped up about something, like deflating that a little bit can also be, again, like you know, serious crimes. People do not respond as well to that in today's mm. day and age. But, but what do you mean, what do you mean by serious crimes? People don't respond. Well, I mean, I think like if oh. you if you try to make like uh, the victim of a crime. Like the mm. butt of a joke, people do yeah. not like it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And that's 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 pretty insensitive, I think. Yeah. Right. So I mean, so basically, uh, but I mean, I think sort of looking at the whole spectrum, like 
humor is usually found on the extremes. Mm. So, so of energy, of like emotion, you know,、mm. etc. Got、so. you, got you. Floating with the line, that is the borderline, right? The borders of yeah. yeah, yeah.、Mm. So, so I mean, yeah. So basically,、um, you know, use A to C. Try to surprise. So use A to C. Consider the context. If your C is、uh, like you feel like it, people can gather the context and like see you know where you're going, that provides fertile soil for making people、mm. laugh and you know lean into the emotion or you know lean into the like what you came up with because extremes help. Yeah. So that's that's my, good. That's good. It's my speech for today. <laughs> Maybe I'll actually make an original joke one day with this. A to C, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Next、right. time I have to give a presentation. Yeah, no, I mean I st- I'm bad at it when it comes to like because I, I feel like when I present for work, I'm like just so like laser focused on like you know this is what I've worked on for the last year, and I just want to just like outline like I take it very seriously. But I think this is valuable in sort of across life. I, I mean, so how 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 do you use it in dating? Like, if someone's wearing a pink dress, now what do you what do you say about that? Go, Mike. Go. <laughs> I mean, how I, do you I, apply I, that to next situation? I mean, I guess if they're in like a bright pink dress, I would be like, like, are you who are you here to cheer for or something? Like, you know, I mean, because I think of like, you know, cheerleader or you know, like, because、uh, I guess like a hot pink dress is like. Out of place, or you know, potentially out of place. It's like you know, almost like a uniform、mm. or something. I don't But、know. I feel like you say, you know, "Who are you cheering for?" And that sounds to me is not A to B. Is it A to B? Like you think about the pink dress, cheerleader, then cheer. Is that just A to B, <clears throat> or does it still count as A to C? I would say it's A to C, right? Because it's,、mm. I don't know, because it's not a comment on the dress itself exactly, right? You've taken a step away from it, right? I that's I guess that's my thinking. Is essentially yeah, like I mean, my A to, like A to B would be like, oh, that dress is weird, <laughs> or the, like,、mm. or not that dress is weird, but like, oh,、It's、that's an interesting、price. dress, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like sticking on the object. A to、mm. C is like you're getting off the object, like you know, it's more letting that.、Uh, Like what you think about the object and taking a step away. So yeah, like you, what you, the like object- you have to like if he says that you have to take one step in your head of like why would he say who am I cheering、mm. for? Oh, it's because of the dress, right? Right. Like, you、okay. have to like take figure out the leap. Yes, I got you. So. Yeah, so I guess、oh. another application instead of make yourself funny, you know, applying dating on the other stuff. So <laughs> that's right. Instead、yeah. on the creative, yeah. And as I say, like sometimes you do the A to C, and like I mean, you know, like it helps to be fast with it, right?、Mm. So it's like because if the like if you're sort of like you know if you've been together twenty minutes and you say, oh, who are you cheering for? It's like she's like what? Because you、mm-hmm. lose the context of like, oh, we're just seeing each other.、Mm-hmm. So that too makes sense. No,、so, yeah, I'm not condoning jokes in every situation because sometimes <laughs> they don't work. So. <laughs> So, all,、right. all right. So, is there anything else?、Uh, next week is a laughing topic. <laughs>、uh, next week, we're going to try to discuss critical race theory because it's been a hot topic. What does it actually mean? Is it Marxism being fed to our schoolchildren, 
and find out. <laughs> All, right. All right. Write your letters to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, wait to see what I say about it before you write your letter. That yeah. is true. That is true. All right. Is anything from you, Shu? That's good. All right. Well, I'm going to take us offline. So we see you, oh, see you next Friday. I'll see you next Friday. We Around are on 3.30. <laughs> yeah. We are no longer live. Junto Club. <laughs>